Off the ball. Does Lampard understand what his role is here? Oh, well, I've only been here a couple of days, you know. I can't sort out all the problems in that time. And you still think, you're not here to sort out the problems. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Anthony Moyes is with us. We will do uh, the full Monaghan thing in a few minutes' time, but I did like uh, we've, we've talked <laughs> right, about we it a little will. bit. But I do think Derry are probably delighted with the way that that game finished. That there's this outpouring of emotion afterwards. Conor Conor very quickly afterwards. Like this is just the first round of Ulster in the interview that he was doing with Orla Bannon on BBC. Yeah, it's just the first round of Ulster. Yeah. But it, it didn't feel that way. Uh, for for Monaghan or for Derry? <laughs> I think for, for Derry, they're like, this is great. You guys, you go off and you party. Yeah. Shane is going to be draped in the Monaghan flag. As the, there was no uh, partying last night. It was a very relaxed. It was different to previous years. There was no getting carried away. It was well, not. smiley heads leaving Oma, but it was like, well, on to Derry now. There was definitely a different feel to it. That's definitely good to hear. Mm. Yeah, I, I, like, Derry will be absolutely delighted licking their lips. Um, there was very little in that performance, really, for Fermanagh. Once they got the early goals... Um, that was kind of it you know for Man, I obviously wanted to try to hang in the game for as long as they can or as long as they could and once they opened them up um, and again it's this old adage of having people back but actually people not really doing their job you know having bodies there but actually being pulled and dragged and Derry had the, the, the nous to be able to do that um, you can actually hear on the commentary sometimes I don't know who it was roaring it could be Gallagher more than likely it was yeah. roaring but you could hear on the commentary no sweeper, no sweeper, and I just I've, I've like flicked the eyes up, and you could see that although they had bodies, they had been pulled, and there was actually no one on the mm. knee. And then as soon as the players heard that, they literally turned and went straight down the middle. So the communication from all the angles and the various different bits and bobs, um, it'll be good for Derry. Derry obviously will get that Dublin performance out of their out of their system, but again, they won't get carried away. I don't really. It was horses for courses yesterday. They'll revert back to what they're more used to against Monaghan and whoever else they come up against because they were a bit more open and a bit more kind of progressive really mm. yesterday. Um, but they could afford to be really, you know, for Manor were for Manor weren't, you know. We'll preview the, that game properly when when it comes around. So let's get let's get to. The the story of the weekend and that is uh, Monaghan's victory Tyrone's failure to close the game out well, <laughs> that too also yeah, yeah so very un-Tyrone like you know a five point lead at half time brilliant in the first half and I did feel like it was essentially game over at that point part of me was wondering I might wander off and flick around and have a look at what else and yeah. some of the stuff because we've seen this movie a million times but we hadn't there wasn't much else on to be honest <laughs> well uh, a couple of things and again I'm not doing the old hindsight 2020 job but um, yeah sorry they, they uh, I thought they were so Monaghan were unbelievably efficient in the first half unbelievably efficient Tyrone were a slight bit Wasteful. I thought that actually that was in favour of Tyrone because there's no way Monaghan are going to be able to keep this up. It, that felt a little bit like uh, Dublin's performance against Donegal back in the All Ireland semi final where everything they kicked went over and they were all worldies. Like, ah, there's no way they can keep that up. I yeah. mean, you can't. Well, it turned out you can. Well, they can't. You know, sorry, they, they, they can when they have the quality that, you know, such as McManus. You know, and I know you guys were chatting about it earlier on. Like, I, I watched it so closely that I think he touched the ball in the first minute, about a minute 20. Yeah. Bar of free, he didn't touch the ball again until the 15th minute, which was an absolutely unbelievable score on the right-hand side 
underneath the stand mm-hmm. with his right foot. He makes a little jink, makes the space, gets the ball, drops his left shoulder, comes on and kicks it like into into literally nothing. It's curling around the post and drops over. And he never took a bounce, he just bang, hit it. And for a fella, like, it just shows you the confidence, the ability that he has. Um, and I know that, we, like, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to get back to the game. But, like, I mean, I played against him, Jerry, when he was a half back. And he was, he was, he was, like, you'd see bigger legs Skinny hanging lad, out of yeah. a nest, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and now, to put the work in, because he's, he, he's, he's physically so strong as well. Yeah. You know, he's coming up against, Hamsey, he's coming up against different fellas of this who, who are big men mm. trying to bully him. Not a bother. So the amount of work he has put in, by the way, to completely change his body shape. You know the way you look, young lads, you see fellas saying, oh, well, he's, you know, he's a wispy type of player. That guy has put in, never mind his ability, yeah. right? Because like, some fellas also who have that ability kind of say, oh, well, I'll be able to you know, come on the loop. I'll be able to get scores. But he has been so diligent and obviously committed over the years. It's fun. It's unbelievable to see. And it's paying off because his, his, his body is honed now. And at 35 or 30, 36 years of age, he's still able to do what he did yesterday. There's an element too, and it's hardly a new thing, but he distracts defenders then because you have to have a couple of lads keeping some sort of an eye on him and it leaves the space for the likes of Bannigan, O'Hanlon, McCarthy get a couple of nice scores in the second half as well. Yeah. Jack McCarthy didn't have his great day yesterday, but those options are there for Monaghan that other forwards are maybe freed up for a little bit of space because of the focus Correct. on McManus. And they didn't panic. You know, the one thing about Monaghan, so, so if you break down the game, uh, I felt Monaghan never panicked. They made some alterations, which I thought were really smart alterations, and they, they, they took off the, the young lad cornerback, and it wasn't because he was having a poor game, Phillips, yeah. but they needed a bit more from the half-back line, which they got with McCarthy when he mm. went back there, because what happened was, and we spoke about this before, uh, Burns drops back very quickly for Tyrone into a kind of a sweeping role. So they said, right, if he's going to do that, we will attack down that side and try to take him and try to make as much forward momentum as we can in that situation. They also upped their intensity. And I know, like, I mean, people will say, oh, well, you know, it's not all about that. But it is about that. Like, I mean, they got much more physical with them and hands-on. Every single time Canavan or McCurry or any of the guys inside got a ball in the second half, they had a Monaghan player right beside them, tackling, 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 pushing them out, pushing them out. They turned them over probably four or five times where they crowded them out, got their hands up, didn't commit fouls. And on the far side, Tyrone gave some very soft frees. Now, I thought the referee was a bit picky in the first he never it was a great game yesterday but there was a lot of stop start in that first half from the referee I thought he was being overly finicky uh, and he never really let the intensity increase it was an amazing uh, dribble that he called for over carrying yeah. I was like I'm not really sure that was yeah I don't I, I think that because it was almost he was so fast the ref and, and as a result it felt like everything was being called and it certainly felt like some of the frees at the end that were given where uh, oh, there's going to be an equaliser here, but um. yeah, felt a bit like that. But um, but I suppose yeah. So so dropping back a bit, you know, Tyrone would have been very very happy. You're right, Jared. Like I mean, they, they could have probably went in seven or eight up, right? And they probably should have gone in seven or eight up. Not from not from opening Monaghan up, but but. I thought McCurry snatched at a few from bad angles that yeah. you're probably saying, really, um, you know, it would have been an unbelievable score to get. But, you know, OK, he was probably feeling confident. I just thought they, they should have been a little bit further ahead. Monaghan tightened up. Monaghan got on the front foot a bit more. There was obviously a factor with the breeze. Um, it didn't really come across that way, but there obviously was Yeah, what was, was it like? The, thing? Why, why? the breeze didn't feel significant to me. Right. Um, no. Certainly being there, I wouldn't have said it's a really breezy day in Omar. Um, right, yeah. But obviously for the players in the pitch, McManus said it himself, that he found the shooting easier in the second half. Yeah. I think a lot of more players were taking pot shots in the second half for Monaghan. 
So there, it must have been a significant swirl on the pitch. Yeah. Um, which yeah, it kind of it felt out. Well, it, but you know, it's, it's interesting to see. It. But, but some players from Monaco, like O'Connell, I, you know, O'Connell has played hardly any football this year. Yeah. He, he, he was obviously injured. Um, but his performance yesterday in midfield was like, if you watch the goal at the very end, he's the one who passes the ball off and is going back for the return. Like his performance, because the two midfielders for Tyrone are playing at the top of their game at the they were moment. Good, yeah. yeah, you know, they were good, and they kept mixing it. Remember, we were saying that Kennedy was moving into full forward sometime and yeah. creating that kind of a big threat in there where they put that diagonal ball in. They did that a couple of times actually, um, but. You know, Lavelle, I thought, was quieter, but my, the work he rate he put in the second half was absolutely well. phenomenal. But Tyrone's Achilles heel again, Jer, which is running straight down the middle at them, pulling Hart out, revealing, opening up that six channel and going straight. That was ultimately mm-hmm. that caught them in the end. Because if you watch the goal, there's actually three or four Tyrone guys ahead of the ball. But as the ball gets transferred across a couple of Monaghan players, Monaghan fellas actually end up beyond them. So someone stops working. So actually... I know we'll talk about the opportunity and the goal chance, but actually there's two more options for him. There's a man inside where he could have hand-passed and yeah. actually O'Connell is coming yeah. as well. So they nearly could have walked in this net. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end, though, it felt a little bit like uh, this game is going to overtime. I'm going to not kick the extra point in American football. I'm going to go for two. And everyone's like, oh, it's the analytics guys. It's like, there's, in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. the calculation in his head in that second is like, ah, <laughs> going for it. Well, what are you doing in that situation? The whole world is not is not I'm, doing that early. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably falling over myself as I get the ball <laughs> and the panic. The panic sets in. <laughs> the, the enormity of yeah. the city. Look, his attitude after the game was phenomenal. By the way, Never mind that he he went in and picked up Canavan in the second half. Oh yeah, yeah. And he snuffed Canavan got one score where he had to come out really far and get on the ball, and he was facing the ball. And he got a great score now, but he snuffed Canavan out that second half. He had an unbelievable game, and for a, like that's his first year, um, really playing in the nineteen ninety seven All Ireland hurling final. John Lai gets a chance and goes for goal instead of taking an equalising point for tip mm. against Clare. And it's been spoken about ever since. Yeah. So, like, there, there's a, it's a very, very high risk with almost no reward, right? But then the reward is like, ah, oh, look the at reward me. is strong. Yeah. And he wasn't really one on one because I don't know who the, the Tyrone the twenty three I think was. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I, I think Sludden, actually Sludden lost him a little bit. Sludden yeah. went to the ball and kind Correct. of gave the. Run. And I actually think that the, the other Tyrone guy puts Morgan slightly off, and Morgan never expected it. Like, he, I mean, you could see his reaction after. He's like, did that really happen? Yeah. Um, he was fully expecting it either to be palmed across. I thought Morgan had a great over. game, by the way. That, no, he played very like, well. Listen, it was top. It was. It was. Unbelievably high quality mm. match. You know the ball, the passing, the the the. You, you, there was very few misplaced passes. The kickouts were phenomenal. Morgan, the pressure Morgan on the kickouts. Fielding was the Monaghan kickouts. Yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah. It's, and begging. It's so high risk, but it's like. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it creates no. this mad sense of jeopardy from the kickouts. Well, it's phenomenal. Like, <laughs> There's a, there was a great angle behind the goal where you see one of Beggan's kickouts and they empty out left channel of as he's looking out and they get an easy one away. And straight away, next kickout, you see Morgan and he's standing right there. He's like, uh-uh. Mm. So they have to put it out right, yeah. obviously. And and then they, they give the one ball, which ends up in the goal, um, where he goes short and they get, they get dispossessed. But, but then Morgan is kind of hiding, literally, and then coming for kickouts. Mm. Um, but it is it is high risk, high jab. But it's 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 listen, it's it's fantastic it's, stuff. It's funny that like Renault Tool exudes such confidence after the match, but he plays with a lot of these lads at club level. So he would play with Scotstown, with Began, Shane Carey, Conor McCarthy, Kieran Hughes, Darren Hughes, a lot of this Monaghan team. So it, it kind of familiarised himself with the, with the Monaghan setup in his first year. The the interesting thing that McManus said afterwards was that. 
the use of Began as the quarterback. It's not it's not a, yeah. a, a new thing in Gaelic football, but that diagonal ball, particularly for the Stevie O'Hanlon goal oh. into Carl Gallagher, who Absolutely. plays it off, like that sort of thing works very very well. Well, we t- we talked about it a few weeks ago, which is this idea of having a, a, a sweeper keeper, but not really affecting the game. So it's just mm-hmm. another set of hands to ship a pass on. That for me is just a lot of risk for very little reward yeah. because you're bringing somebody up you're leaving all of this and actually you cause confusion in the back line literally just for someone to get it yeah. he doesn't do that he gets it and he probes with passes he put another pass out over a top of a yeah. Tyrone player so he's always constantly that pass in particular was an excellent pass um, I thought O'Hanlon was really good yesterday that was an unbelievable battle with Myler because mm. Myler looked like he was winning the arm yeah, wrestle yeah. but O'Hanlon never gave up you know a couple of times he got done for overcarrying badly by the referee because he does this little jink and he is gone um, and I kind of thought to myself because himself and Myler were having a right ding dong Myler was giving him plenty every time um, and I was saying he He's he, he he might shirk away from this, um, and when he got the pass for the goal, he only had one thing on his mind. And I thought he I thought he had a really really great game. He you know he carried he carried the the fight to them unbelievably well. Tyrone, my only worry, sorry, it's not it's not a, it's a, it's a thing I suppose with Tyrone in the sense that again, you I thought like where I don't know where we. The big thing about, I suppose, some games is, and you see this a lot in American football, when a team can sit back at halftime and work you out a little bit, I think you have to go out the second half and do something different. And do something different. Yeah. So Tyrone went out the second half and felt, we'll continue to do mm. exactly what we've been doing yeah. and it'll work. But Monaghan had said, uh-uh, you're not going to use Canavan and McCurry anymore mm. and we're going to get bodies back in there and we're going... So, I'm kind of going, where, where's the change-up? You know, and uh, like McShane has obviously gone so far down the pecking order there in Tyrone because I would have thought a big man... Now, I know they brought on the, the younger lad. Yeah, but he came on around, really around midfield. Yeah. And they were starting to get a little bit wiped out around there too. So they needed, they needed, they needed something different. Um, now, Canavan took it upon himself to come out and kind of try to come in from the half-forward line, but that was also a bit of desperation that they weren't getting the ball in. So yeah. they'll, they'll learn from that, uh, but they'll That's need to... Thing, yeah, I, I've just I was trying to find out. Um, uh, these two teams could end up in the same group still, yeah, in the All Ireland yeah. series. Now, I think if Derry beat Monaghan, then they'll both be third season, so therefore, obviously, they won't. Yeah, but a reward for Monaghan beating Derry could be a, a <laughs> Ulster final defeat, and then Tyrone drawn because like they always get drawn against Tyrone, right? Oh, constantly. You'd be like, oh. we always beat them earlier, and then they beat us. Great lads, later on. See you again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play that game in Croke Park, maybe. It's typical. Yeah. It was interesting that that point as well about the the second half, Monaghan changing the intensity because Monaghan came out for the second half a lot earlier than Tyrone did, and that's not really a Monaghan thing. Traditionally, Monaghan will wait in the dressing rooms for quite a significant portion of time, and like you could see that the six Monaghan forwards get into a huddle, and Conor McManus was doing most of the talking. Michael Bannigan, who's the vice captain this season, was doing a lot of talking as well, but. They were clearly focused at the start of the second half. Absolutely, the defenders did the same. And got into a little group. Yeah, they were ready to go. Like they were ready to go. And actually, I think O'Toole mentioned that when they looked at some of their stats at half time, it showed that their intensity levels weren't where they were. So what is that? It's turnovers predominantly, you know, and it's tackle count, and even the forwards getting back mm-hmm. and helping out. That wasn't really happening. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know there is there is that thing of. Uh, 
the championship and where they will end up and all those different things but Monaghan will absolutely take that because you know I was still questioning their Mayo win because people you know it was it was it was essentially wasn't it you know a first team a Mayo team but we've seen what's obviously happened Mayo in the last couple of weeks but um for them to do what they do the one thing that amazes me is you know, and you don't need to comment on this, Shane. But I look at like we were slagging a couple of weeks ago about the 06, I think league final, and look at the 05, yeah, 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 the 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 virtues of 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 say Kildare or Mead against Monaghan. Like Monaghan have a small, small playing tiny, pool, tiny, yeah. tiny playing pool, mm, yeah. and they are absolutely eking every single last drop out of that playing pool and out of their ability and their resources to continuously. I don't know what the year is for Division One and how many years they've been there now. They, they was there. But that, like, and, and, and doing around, what yeah. they're able to do, no, no, it doesn't matter that they're not winning all that. They are, they are there and they're competitive continuously. Well, they must now consider themselves, and they, they've got to stop this. Ah, look, it's Ulster, and we'll be happy with that. Yeah, I don't think they are this season. But I really don't think. They I really, are. I really hope that's the case because, like, I, you know, I've said before, I remember speaking to somebody uh, steeped in in Monaghan GA. And, and they were like, look, we, we'll never win all Ireland, but we could win an Ulster. And since then, they have won their Ulsters, in fairness. But I do think that like, they must be looking at, there's nobody who they could get in an all Ireland quarterfinal or semi-final that they wouldn't give themselves a chance against now on the basis of everybody being fit, right? So our group setup is perfect for Monaghan. A team like Monaghan, three league games, essentially. Home way, neutral, Monaghan love, a little bit of jeopardy. It's set up nicely, and I think the Derry game, as we say, like it, it doesn't really have the meaning that it, it might have otherwise had. Monaghan don't care about winning Ulster this year; it'd be it'd be lovely, but the group is the focus. I hope so. Uh, I think so. But but contenders, <sighs> yeah. But also, you know, they won't get ahead of themselves, and they, they've, they've, Derry is the next challenge. Um, but the challenge then is you're playing one of the top four teams. That's it. So you're playing another team who fancy who are contenders for the All-Ireland. You'd give them a chance against Derry, you'd give them a chance against Mayo. Kerry and Dublin, I would make favourites against Monaghan. Mm. Like, three to five point favourites in that game at this stage, right? But everybody else, I'm like, oh, I think Monaghan are going to give them their full of it. And even then, if if Monaghan get their tactics right and understand yeah. in early enough, so it's not a five point lead at half time for Kerry yeah. Yeah. and Dublin, you don't get them, you don't let them get into that stage. You make those changes a bit earlier. And like, this is, this is Finney Coy's first season. Yeah, also manager Desi Ward, who's a fulcrum of that Monaghan team, was injured yesterday. Was named in the team, but could, but didn't make it. Carlo Connell, ironically, came in for him. Mm. So Desi could be back for the for the Derry game, which would be a massive plus. Yeah, it would be a big plus. But, you know, the, I suppose the McManus factor is a big factor. You know, he he. What did he get? Nine yesterday. Yeah, yeah nine. It is a big factor. He was feeling his shoulder after one of the ones in the first half, and like, oh no. Yeah. Then yeah, didn't, no difference. He yeah, and McCarran McCarran had an off day, but I felt sorry for McCarran because I think he was trying to play uh, that quarterback where he was coming out to the mm. top of the D and he was trying to be the provider of the ball inside and it just wasn't working for him and it wasn't really working for the team really that setup. Um McCarran is never going to annihilate you with that type of pace in the yeah. full forward line so probably finding a role for him which could be an 11 um, you know, or something different I think they need to get a bit more out of him because the, the over-reliance on McManus is, is there. But then, of course, you'd say on the flip side, well, Tyrone are probably over-reliant maybe a little bit on Canavan. Mm. Uh, certainly the, the stats would show you that yesterday. But you always need the ace in the hole and McManus's performance, be it from place balls or from play yesterday. Not only does he obviously execute unbelievably well, but as you say, he, he draws players yeah. to him. Um, 
the squad depth is probably a question. Yeah, um, and that's why the you groups know. might not be great for them. Well, I, I have to say, even Sean Jones yesterday coming off the bench, he didn't he didn't really show what he's capable of, but he he has lit up the under twenties. You want a handy the last couple of years. handy group? Yeah, yeah, that would be the, the other thing yeah, that, yeah. that could help them. Uh, one last thing, I wouldn't also write Tyrone off after this either. I think that's um, great learning for them. Great learning for them, but again, uh, we questioned earlier on the season the camp, you know, and the mood in the camp. So they lose a game. That that's a sick for them yesterday that is a signal there's no doubt about it like I mean they'll they'd be saying at half time we do XYZ we see this game out we could win by 5 or 6 or 3 or 4 yeah. they end up losing uh, scratching their head and kind of going I would say there will be in a lot of analysis of what went on the options that were taken maybe a little bit of lack of intensity thinking we do have this and the question mark would be Jared, well then do they, does it break them tighter or does it Sure show what do they do cracks. for the next five weeks? Do they go back and play club? What would you advise? Club football? I, I reckon they will go you'd back and play them, some You'd club. let them all for, for at least two weeks. You know, that's, that's, I think that's what you would do. Um, and let them off and see how that goes. And let, just let it get out of their system. They're not going to, you know, lose anything. Um, and then you bring them in two or three weeks or two and a half weeks before. And you say, right, we're, 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 we're going to learn what we need to do. And then we push on. Mm. All right. Anthony, good stuff. Thanks a million. No better lads. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.